Hey guys, welcome to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Allen. Yes! You know, this podcast is dedicated to bringing honest, authentic conversations so that you can have a healthy, happy, healthy, juicy love life. Here's Crazy Juicy Love. So hi guys, welcome to the Crazy You Should Love podcast. I have my guest star, Tiffany Adams. How you doing, girl? Hi. You don't have a hair. You want to introduce me as like, well, you know, last time I was on as Tiffany Blue. I can't be happy. Oh, sorry. Tiffany Blue, guys. Erraticness. Yes, we can't have stage name what's this name what's that name i gotta get that all taken we gotta have consistency congruency honey consistency is key yes which which somebody we about to start talking about about. you you introduced us what we gonna talk about you introduce it so today we're going to talk about the I guess like the series as a whole a little bit, but really the reunion, the, honey. The reunion special of Netflix's Love, Love is, blind. is Blind. Oh my God. Yes, I just so I just finished the Love is Blind reunion. We I both have it. been like <laughs> just salivating. salivating. I, was, I, I was watching it on the bus yesterday. Like <laughs> on I on the just, bus, bitch. I, yes, I just couldn't wait. <laughs> Damn. You like those people on the bus just like glued to the TV. I don't know how people do that shit. It was early in the morning. I, I mean, not, I mean, not early, early. It was like, like around 11 a.m. You know, uh-uh. it wasn't crowded. So. Listen, it ain't too early for Love is Blind. It's never too early. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm just Jesus. mad I popcorn with me, you know? Yes, you should have popcorn with that shit. Eating yeah, popcorn, watch Love is Blind. I couldn't wait. Though. So, you know, I, I just like, it's been two days since the, the whole thing came out and, you know, I... You know, my friend uh, Tavia Sharp, who's um, of uh, uh, Style Sharp, she was like, you got to watch it. And, you know, because I, I got her hooked on it. And so and so I just finally had the time to watch it, like three days, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, two, one day. And so I'm watching it. I remember that she sent me a, a, a link to the clip. And <laughs> I think I see you the link to the clip. And... Amber is handing Jessica, Jessica her ass. Just handing ass. Let's let's talk about that first. <laughs> oh my god. That was just <laughs> so I mean I just felt so much all at once watching that. I was excited. I was sorrowful for Jessica. <laughs> I was really? a little bit powerful. A little bit. A little bit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm oh, poor Messica. Like, you getting it on national, nationally, <laughs> on a national televised program, girl. I wasn't, bitch. You know? I mean, it was just, it was kind of like, it was cringeworthy. It was like, ooh, he said it. Because you saw Barnett. Barnett was cringe. He was cringing. I was cringing along with him. Because it's like, because nobody wants to have their ass handed to them. No. Well, let's let's, let's get into Miss Jessica because, you know, she was manipulating and lying all the way through the show. She, like, led Mark on to let him believe that he was going to be one of the ones that dumped him, then went to Barnett, then Barnett dumped her, and then... he was going to be the one. The one. You know, and she is, like... She's one of the few that really is unclear about what she wants in a relationship, and that's her fault. I'm sure she's like on the show, on a reunion. Spoiler alert, if you have not watched the reunion um, episode yet, but she she even says like she she gets herself in this problem. She doesn't know what she wants and she runs herself in a rut and that's what happens when you don't know what you want. You fall for anything and then you just start to 
lead people on and they're just like what the fuck like you can't even connect because you're playing games you'd like the the game playing thing that she's doing with barnett i gotta and mark i gotta say with jessica in response to your statement about her playing games is that I think she is a case, one of these cases where I don't know if she even really knows that she's playing games. <laughs> I don't even know no. if she's really aware. No. You know? She seems, she strikes me as somebody who's just like very like, you know, excited at the idea of getting married and getting proposed to, which I think a lot of women are. I mean, like a lot of women are really excited at the idea of being asked that question. Yeah. Like, that's like, you don't get asked that question very often. And when you do, it's so flattering. It's so validating for a lot of women, you know? And I think being on a show like this, where the whole point of the experiment is to <laughs> to get engaged without yeah. seeing the person, you're in this whole like pod bubble, you know? They're in these pod bubbles and it's like, oh, I'm getting to know you. It just, it was very reminiscent for me of high school. Yeah. You know, just like talking on the phone and yeah. oh, this only this yeah. time, no idea what the person looks Which like. is missing from dating, like that whole mysterious thing of like, yeah. you know, the one thing I love about the show, it brings the curiosity of the other person because they're, they don't have their phones, they don't have social media, they don't have their right. friends, they don't have their family. So they have only but the words and questions they have, they want to know. And they're kind of quote unquote forts to ask because that's all they have that's all they have all they have like they're like totally living in this emotional space and you know like you said they don't have all these outside worldly influences that we all usually have so you don't have any distractions like you're just like totally into each other and it's Mm -hmm. amazing and i love him and you know and with her her, (laughs) huh I said, I love her. I love her. You know, it's, I, I, what I was seeing with her when she seemed like, when she was going back and forth between Mark and Barnett was just like this searching for validation. You know, yes. because once Barnett, because she was all, she was like, she was into Mark, you know, for a, you know, a period of time, but a period of time, I think it was like maybe about a week before they all decided, <laughs> you know, uh, like, to get married, which is, is, is really like, kind of like a clusterfuck, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, whatever, it's a social experiment. So. You know, she's all like invested in Mark, and we're the same person, which I, which is I, a lie. I, I I can't deal with that. I'm totally, like, you're not the same person. Totally like, bamboozled him. I mean, identical twins aren't the same person, right? Okay, like just stop it. Like, she, like oh my god, like he has a golden retriever. I have a golden retriever. Like, she said the like, most cliche things that I mean thought what was connecting and the right thing to say. And I guess and you know. And, yeah. A part of the camera and the, on TV and the pressure to say those things. Yeah, but and I'm I'm really thinking that it was like a lot of cliche stuff, right? Very cliche, very cliche. With Barnett, no, you know, no, no, because like she was just like totally like side, you know, like side swiped when she says, "Oh, do you still feel about me the same yeah, way yeah. as you did yesterday?" Like, like I'm like these are like the. The, the huge questions that you're right. asking a potential spouse, you know? Um, and when he said no, she was just like, and she was just totally... Who, uh, Barnett? Yeah. Yeah, yeah when, when Barnett said no to Jessica and she mm-hmm. was totally floored, I just saw her just do like a total 180 with yeah. Mark. And uh, then, which I, I kind oh my of... Oh it's so you. It's so you. I You're so the one. You know, like, like, no. it's like, like, you don't, like, really, you know, she's over here saying, oh, you know, he he's so into me. It's like, you... No. You need somebody to be into you for you to, for it to be valid, for you to be into yeah. them. She's searching for validation. 
the theme of this week and she needs she survives and thrives off of validation and when she wasn't getting validations from Barnett she cowered and she went to Mark and Mark listen Mark is a good man he is so and he is a catch. Yes, he like know what he wants. He and is find what he wants, which is such a huge thing that you find in a man who knows what he wants, know who he is, and can articulate what he wants and needs in a relationship, which is so fantastical that you know, I, I, I just wish more men would look to him as to how to define and articulate what you want in the relationship. I mean, and the way that she was going on and on and on and on and on about the whole age factor, I'm thinking, girl, are you serious? <laughs> like, he's showing greater maturity than your 34-year-old ass. <laughs> Child. Than most 34-year-old, 44-year-old men. Okay? She hasn't had, uh, you know, she comes off as not having much experience. Now, no. I I haven't exactly been, a, you know, several times around the block. She's been in relationships, you know. But I've been in some relationships. We don't need to be in like 10, 15 relationships. You have to be at least, at least four or five. And maybe. to be aware. To and be aware. Like, and do some self-work, you know. Yeah. Do some, done some self work. We did a lot of self work. We, we, we did some work. <laughs> we did some work. We did some work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. Tell you work that is never, never done, done, bitch. It's never done, is it? <laughs> it's never done. Yeah. But it was clear that she wasn't doing a lot just from the things that she was saying, talking about, oh my gosh, and, you know, I'm 34, and, you know, like, what, what was she saying? Talking about how, like, she hadn't, like, she was speaking something on her experiences with, with men. Oh, 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 how, I remember how, that's what it was. When she came on, when she was on the show, she was talking about, ah, oh, I've been searching for 30 years, or for like over 20 years, I've been a commitment phobe. I'm like, you mean since you was 14? <laughs> Girl. Bye. Just uh, bye. Just bye. so honest on the show. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, like I said, I, I don't even think she was. No, she really possesses the level of awareness to even know that she wasn't. She I mean, what do you think are some of the lessons that you have gathered or learned from Jessica? Because there are some really good lessons that if you can pick out one or two, I know this is like putting you in a spot, you know, yeah. Um you know, so, you know, for me, like one of the things like I, I always say over over and over again, even in the um, podcast with uh, Tavia, my friend, you know, just like like really being clear as to what you want and need in a relationship, because that will really help you stop or prevent you from like falling in love with like four or five different men at the same time. Because she like she and 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 do your own self healing, because I I feel that she has not healed from some past relationship that she was definitely bring in that into her and Barnett and her and, her and Mark and like look at your attachments in relationships like she was so like hooked on he was Mexican how tall he was his age that she like kept bringing it up over and over and over again it was like okay girl like we know that like, you can't get past this, so that's your issue, not his. Like he doesn't have a problem with who he is. You have a problem with who he is. You know what else I think it is? It's not just about her having a problem with him. I don't think. I think there was a lot of stuff that didn't get revealed because you know in these types of reunion shows they they go on for hours, right? You know, um, and I think that there was really a lot of unspoken stuff that was going on. If you could guess what it would be. I think it has something to, I think there's uh, something in relation to her family and her concerns about her family's perception. I mean, she does strike me. Especially race. um, Well, yeah, I mean, but she does strike me as somebody who's like 
consistently looking to like, like she was, you know, talking to her friends at the bar, you know, she was talking, you know, um, in reference to Mark's family, how, Mm -hmm. oh, they're, they're, they're going to have a problem with this. You know, like she's very, she seems very hung up on. And concern. And and looking for validation. On how other people perceive her relationship. So that for me is one thing um, to ask myself, "Mm, is this really about me or what I believe it's going to be for somebody else? Because I got to tell you, it was kind of weird for me that hers was the only family on the show that made no appearance. Mm. Not when they went not when they were introducing their mates to their families. None of her family was there at the mm-hmm. wedding. I mean, mm-hmm. what is that? Like when I mm-hmm. saw her coming down the aisle, when she was like getting ready, she was like kind of like, <laughs> like, like prepping herself <laughs> to, to walk down the aisle. I was like, girl, where's your people? Mm-hmm. They didn't show up. They didn't show up. You know, like I was just like, hmm. I was, that was a head scratcher for me. Yeah. And I, I found that to be very curious. And I think that there is something probably there. Well, what is that lesson that you think you can pull from that that will be valuable for other people that you could they people could learn from Jessica and Mark's situation? Uh I think for me a valuable lesson is to just sit with the feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, <clears throat> to sit with the feeling and to ask myself, what's driving this? Mm-hmm. Where, is this where is this coming from? And to really just try to be as honest as possible with myself. You know, um, why does this bother me so much? You know, um, questions like that. Yeah, and, and like, and that's really great. And it's like. And like, is this what I believe or this is what I'm agreeing to? Like, this is what I truly believe that I want. Because it sounds like she has a lot of agreement of outside of her that's stopping her from like introducing her family. To introduce she doesn't her. even, she doesn't even, I don't think she even knows that. And, and you, you know, <laughs> like, and I think like when you don't even know whether your belief mm-hmm. is stemming from your own experiences versus what you've been taught. I mean, it took me, it took me some time. I'm still figuring stuff out about, wait a minute, is this what I believe or is this just something that I learned? Right. So I think like trying to look at that uh, may be helpful, but that, that may be a little, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to use the word advanced, but that may be a little, you know, further along in the self, in the self uh, evaluating questions. Well, it's a good question because most people, most couples aren't really asking themselves that question. Yeah, they aren't. They aren't really challenging their beliefs around love and relationships. They just like say, well, this is what we should be doing because we're a couple. Oh, this is what we should be doing because now we're engaged. Oh, this is what we should be doing because now we're in first year, second year, five year, 10 years. And like, well, not really challenging. Like, well, what do we want to do at this stage in our relationship? What do we want to do as five years, 10 years, one year, two year, three years? People just automatically, you know, say, well, this is what couples do. And I think, I think at just this stage. I think continuing to ask why. Yeah, why? Yeah. Like this is like just like what you said, like if if it was me, if I was going through something like this, um, or if I knew somebody personally who was, I would really encourage the question, okay, why are you choosing this person? I'm choosing this person because they um they fit all of these characteristics right why are are these characteristics important Important. to you and can i am i bringing it to the table because you know a lot of people get caught up in like okay they want these specific things are you bringing that to the table 
Yeah. And I think really on, I, I think really what's key is honesty because yeah. I can lie to myself Oof, with the best of them, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I did a good job for a long time lying to myself because it can be really painful exposing truths mm-hmm. um, and actually uncovering things that I don't want to see about myself or I yeah. don't you know, um, stuff that has me questioning, well, what does this mean about me? Like, if I'm looking, if I'm searching for this, does that make me a gold digger? Does that make me stingy? Does that make me a bitch? You know, what does that mean? I don't Mm -hmm. like that, you know? And then like, like I had to have that type of conversation with my partner and say, you know, like these things were coming up for me. I was holding on to them. I didn't want to share it with you because I was worried about what that made me meet what what that meant about me mm. well you thought it was going to mean about me like are you going to look at me differently are you going to think this way of me you know um and these are things that we don't really want to touch because it's painful but that's where the growth comes in mm-hmm. you know and growth is <laughs> it's not a comfortable place no man you know, oh, a, man. a lot of people don't go, go into it. Don't dive into it. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not like just eating cookies all day. You I know? don't want to look that way. No, don't show me. Yeah, I don't want to look that way. Don't hold the mirror up to me. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a, you know, there were some hard times I had with the, uh, with Natasha, you know, my bestie. Because my my other bestie, (laughs) (laughs) hi bestie, first bestie, the original. But you know, like I had some tough times with her because she is. She can hold up a mirror, honey. She is. uh, She she doesn't hold up the mirror. She is the mirror. (laughs) She is is a goddamn mirror. She's the damn mirror. She can say some things you like. Ooh, girl. You know. Like I hit with a cannonball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I and you know I think it's important to have somebody like that who's in your life who's willing to hold up the mirror to you and say, "Bitch, look at that. That's you. You see what you're doing. Look you're doing it right shit. now. Look at that. that and that, and, that, and you know that, what? I don't know that, anything that. about her friends um, that she had met up at the bar, but I got to tell uh, you. What they were saying, what what the camera was covering, what the camera was catching about them, I was like, mm. these chicks don't seem to like. No, they ain't giving it to you straight. No, so I just wasn't getting that. So you know, one of the surprising things about the reunion was, you know. Cameron and Diamond, not like sorry, no Carlton and Diamond. Carlton and Diamond. Oh my god! So, you know. I what? Yes, you know, it's really interesting like hearing them talking about like they both got like death threats and I was like some diamonds getting threats. I was like, well, why you know, she's eh? getting threats because he didn't accept she didn't like quote unquote accept her, but she did accept him because he was trying to understand him, but he was like really, you know, pushing her away and he called her a bitch and like you know, and then she started quoting Beyonce and she, you know, he's like straighten your wig as you walk out. And I was just like, what is like, I mean, it know? is not that serious for anybody to be getting death threats. over. Right. Yeah. And it's just like these, this, this these social media trolls, trolls, these computer trolls ain't got nothing else to do, nothing else better to do, but hide in their little troll cave Achoo. and just like, like who sends de- death threats over this? It is not that serious. It's right. But anyway, just like, you know, I really was surprised of how Carlton just owned up to his That was amazing. And I was like, yeah. he was showing some growth. He, yeah. In this reunion. He showed some growth. He knew that was holding him back. Mm -hmm. He knew that he needed to heal himself. Mm -hmm. He knew that he needed to still deal with himself. And And that he was talking out of fear. Right. Yes. When he was up to that, it's like huge. I love that. Yeah, it's so huge. I thought that was so huge, so big of him 
so manly of him. Yes. You know, to just say I was like afraid, I was speaking out of fear. You know, his his tone was and Decibel was like totally relaxed. You yeah. can tell that he wasn't like all agitated and, and hiding and being nope. deceptive and yeah. everything. He was like being totally vulnerable. And I really believed him when he had said, I mean, that's the secret. Like I, right. I really <laughs> right. that's, that's really it. And you know, it's for him to expose himself on such a highly promoted network yeah. that's televised everywhere. I mean, I, I got to give anybody props. I, I imagine that that's a really difficult thing to to expose yourself at any point in the game. You know, granted, yeah, I think it's I think it's best to 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 reveal something like that before you even propose to somebody and give them yeah. the chance to fully know you as best as you as best as possible to let them make the decision with all the cards out for themselves. Because I can understand as a woman not being told something like that. It's like, dude, like you totally took away my decision to like fully accept you. Like right. you're like, you're you're over here like upset that people don't accept you and, and they shame you for yeah. it. But then like, you're not giving me now a chance to show you something different and show you what's possible. Right. You know, so just the fact that he was able to own up to all of that and to apologize to her. He did apologize to her, right? Yeah, he did apologize again. He yeah. gave her the, the ring back. And a, a, that a, ring. He claimed as a friendship ring. And um, Yeah, a friendship ring where you where you get down on one knee. A diamond. And then, and then you put it on the ring finger. Diamond. You got to put on the ring. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty beautiful because, you know... I definitely have been in a situation before where somebody reveals something after like two, three months of seeing this person. And I was just like, like, why can't you just tell me this in the beginning? Because I knew something was awkward in the way they were being, the way they were acting, behaving, because I knew this person prior. I was like, this doesn't seem right. And people picked up on those, people picked on, pick up on those things. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a definitely like, jab from my perspective i'm not sure if you've been there before but you know you know a part of like especially if you're being bisexual polyamorous or whatever or even trans i and i know the trans community probably could be it's like which is a whole new thing uh people are starting to accept now and there was i remember reading an article about should you reveal if you're trans or not in the beginning i'm just like yes like say like own up be proud like you know, even when I got rid of LIGO, it's like I couldn't hide it. So people had to, people knew straight up and they didn't know like, okay, well, my face has it, but they didn't know that, you know, my private parts has it. So it's like, okay, like I had to accept that I, this is on my body and I had to accept this or I, I'm shaming this. And that shame sort of carries on with you about, this thing that you want to reveal to people because eventually you have to get naked in the bed. Eventually you have to reveal this thing and shame keeps us from revealing the thing that we are, who we are. And it's like, okay, we don't want to get rejected. And I remember telling you this a long time ago, I don't want to use, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get hurt against Well, you know, that's a part of love. Like love is a part of mm-hmm. growing and being hurt. It's like, if you don't want to get hurt again, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. You shouldn't, like, say, okay. I want love. Don't leave the house. Don't right? leave the house. Like, <laughs> and it's not like you have to be, you know, bamboozled in love, but you love is there to show you the things in order you to, to grow right. and expand and to teach each other. And so, you know, Carlton, I think that, I mean, I hope that it seems that he has learned. He, he has learned from the experience. He is doing some sort of work to heal himself. And Diamond is too. Like she's going to, you know, getting her PhD. You go, girl. girl. Yes, you know. Yes, it's like taking PhD. care of herself. You know, and I hope that she doesn't hold on to what he did to her because. Like Brene Brown says, like, don't hold on to these painful things. Let it go. Let it drop. Step over it and step into your power because these things, these hurtful things that people, people are hurting. That's why people don't 
the trolls out in the world. <laughs> that's why they don't show pictures. That's why they don't use their name. Mm-hmm. And they say these horrible things because they're hurt people hurt. And that's what a lot of social media do. And I just, yeah. you know, I just commend them from coming on the show, I think that's putting awesome. it out there, and then be able oh, to, at this it. point in the reunion, to own up to it, to mm-hmm. make amends, to apologize, yeah. not make amends with just with each other but make amends with themselves because it really starts with yourself first and then you can truly forgive and make amends with the other person i think i i think that carlton probably i think like you said he he has learned about himself and i think he's going to continue learning um because he he strikes me as somebody who's like willing to to be open to that and yeah. to stay open to how he <clears throat> grow, which I think is really commendable. And I gotta say, I I think that of everybody on the show, he seems to me to have uh, grown the most. Oof. I mean, I mean, like he was, I mean, like he was starting from a you know a further place behind, so he had like he had a greater, I feel like, spectrum of like self-growth but um if that makes any sense yeah you know um yeah, but yeah if, if i we think had a he spectrum, was, he, he yeah he was like normal. i feel like he was most improved most yeah. improved um yeah and yeah. i just applaud him yeah kelly and kenny. Know, carlton that's carlton yes carlton now kelly and kenny honey now what Aww. you like they were the perfect couple. I was just like, were they? For me, I was like, yes, they're great together. But then I was like, oh, she. I know this is such a man thing to say. It's a gay man saying this, but it's like she was holding back the the cootie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. and it, even she admitted that they were going to make an agreement not to get married. And and listening to her on the reunion that she was stuck on this idea of how her day should go, how the marriage should go, how to get a proposal, the bridal shower, all these things. And it's funny because it's not like she couldn't just have that. Like she could re- re- recreate it for herself. But I, I mean, I get it. And she's crying. I get it. She knows, mm-hmm. she knows she lost something. And she even admits this is what she does. She quickly friend zoned a good man. And a lot of people do that. They see this good man or good person or good woman and they friend zone them because they're not pushing or combating with them. And it's like, love doesn't have to be that combatible. Like, it can no. just be flaw, it can be fluid. I gotta give Kelly some awareness points as well. Oh, oh. The self-awareness points. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I think that that, I don't think that's necessarily an easy pill to swallow. What? what? To say, not only to admit to yourself, to honestly admit it to yourself, but then to also say it on freaking Netflix in front of how many millions of people watching that, She's aware that she puts people in the friend, the friend zone. zone. That I thought was really big of her to say. It, it is big of her to say. It was. I thought that was really big of her to say. And I think that takes a lot to to be able to admit that and to see and to recognize one's tendency to push away a guy that could be good for her because I remember she even said she's like I think like a lot of the guys that I pushed away would probably been, would have been the best yeah and she's like I could, I could be married by now yeah yeah and I think and I think that like I, I connected to her when she was crying because I was just feeling that like ugh like the the, the suffering of knowing that God like if if I like was more clear on my shit and maybe just not searching for or going after this type of guy that doesn't really work for me, mm-hmm. that maybe I could be having this life that I'm wanting to have. 
Right. I just feel like she has an attachment to what her wedding day or trajectory should look like. And she has a hard time letting it go. And the man. And the man. Like somebody else. Right. I yeah, I think she I think she might be looking for a bad boy too, like Jessica. Jessica too. And she too isn't clear on what she wants in the in the relationship. And you know, that was for me that was a really hard lesson to really look at. Um and that's a lesson. Get clear. (laughs) <laughs> but also yeah, possible. the beliefs you have about other people and what your person should look like what your day should look like how you should be proposed to uh, re- what religion they should look like like people get so caught up and attached to see that was the whole purpose of this show right and she couldn't <laughs> let it go and he was, was a good man and what's so crazy to me is that, like, I really wanted them to work. I did, too. I really wanted them to work, you know, like, when you look at their families, how well their families got. Oh, my God, yes. Like, they so were well. the only ones when they were meeting, when the couples were meeting the the future in-laws, they were the only ones where the families were all together. Both families. And they liked each other. Were meeting each other liking each other getting along like just like totally vibing and i was like oh this is nice you know but it's like it's almost one of those too good to be true type of scenarios i guess like and good for kenny for finding him good for kenny he's a good man too i remember when they were about when they were at the at the altar and and she left and i i just felt it i was like "Mm -mm." when she was like I really adore you. I was like, oh, that's it. You know, like, Oof. I was uh, like, oh, no, 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 there's a butt coming. This is a no for that's her. A, I know, that was, a, that was a butt coming. And then she left the altar and then Kenny just got it together and addressed the audience. I don't remember who it was. It was somebody from her family. Maybe it was her mom or somebody, but somebody was like, he's a good Yes. Like you remember that? Yeah, I did. Like, somebody was like, "Oh, he's he's good." I'd be smashing that up too, honey. I, <laughs> I mean, I would, I, ooh, I would have not kept it together. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I would have kept it together. You, you, you'd be seeing tears coming down my face. Mm. Like just, I'm single. Marry me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, um, now Damien and Gigi. Oh! I love that they're still together. They even though they're not I married. I love. I'm together. so happy they got back together. Like, and she's grown really so much. Like, yeah. I just love <laughs> how a lot of them have just really. You know, that's a really big, huge thing for a lot of them. The, the, the ability to self-reflect and learn from the show over the year that they've been together. And I, I just, you know, and the fact that even on the show, she learns, she knows that she's a self-sabotager, which is such a huge thing to admit and know and recognize. And to like, she's, and, and it, I think she, I think that she's clearly working on it and like learning how to step outside of that which is huge for her to admit and and, and well, first of all and, and the other thing like oh all the men are these particular men on the show are so emotionally available know what they want know what they need they articulate it and like Damien knew what the fuck he wants he was like I know who you are and this sabotage thing is not it mm-hmm. and I cannot commit to you and marry you because of this thing yeah. that you are doing yeah. And I want to say no for now. Yeah. And they're still together. And I was just like, yes. Yes. He's she's like, I'm learning from you. I'm learning. I was just like, yes. They embraced each other. Yes. That's what like how you build love. I love them. Yeah. I love them. And I feel like they 
I, I, I think that they're really interested in in doing it right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that they're really interested in getting a loving, strong bond together because I can feel it the way that he was talking to her um, during the show. He's so sincere. Yeah, and like he just really seemed to like they both. You could just feel how much they both really wanted to work. Yeah, I love that, and I think that's so integral. And I like the fact that he was like, "This is really shows for me." I think a man who has done the work for himself, he knows what he wants. He didn't back down, and he Mm -hmm. said no, and because. He could easily easily said yes, right? Because he was so clear of, about and so aware about, and you can only be aware because you are aware of your own shit. And he was so aware of her and her and being in her own shit. He called her out. I said, I can't marry you because can't marry you because you're in this place and I know you're doing this thing to sort of trigger me and I can't marry you in when you're in this place. I mean, I think that's, I think that's very brave. It is, it is, it's a very, it's a brave and risky thing. Brave and bold and risky move. And And I think it shows a lot of self-love on his part and just like um, his own, I think it shows a, a great deal of how much self-respect he has for himself yeah. and um, just what he will and won't tolerate in, yeah. in a in a relationship. And the beautiful thing that he didn't make her wrong, he never talked down to her. He always came from a, a, what it seems as a loving place, which is so important yeah. in articulating what you need and want from another person coming from that loving place. Mm-hmm. Even though you know deep down it's killing you to say what it is to say to the other person, but like I have to do this because it's killing me and to be with you, to love you for who you are and what you're capable of bringing to the table. Because I know that you can bring this to the table, but you are sabotaging this relationship and I can't, I have to speak up. And a lot of relationship people don't do that. They just go with the, the emotions and it's just like... They don't want to take that risk, and they took that. Well, they took that risk. Yeah, I love that about them. I'm just so happy that they're back together. They're really cute. Yeah, they are. Okay. Now, Mm. say the best for last, Hottie. Well, wait a minute. We didn't even like really. Okay, so like, do we like really even like? Is there anything to say about Amber and Barnett, and then Mark? Oh, Amber, my name. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, sorry, guys. So, I, I know, mean, patience, darling, patience. patience. I want to talk about them too, about, <laughs> about the favorite couple, the fan favorite. I like, I just like, I can eat them up with a spoon and we'll get them. But like, I, yeah. Drop a deuce. What you got to say about Amber and Barnett and then I mean, Mark. I, Mark sitting over on the in the back row <laughs> all by himself. He's dating. You know. Yeah, that's uh, good. I'm glad. He's he's gonna be good. You know, he's I think he will be he's gonna be fine. He he knows he has good family values, good family, people who love good him. Values, yeah. And you know, he's doesn't seem hung up. Mm-hmm. As, as, as his perception yeah. or as he comes up in the show mm-hmm. um, but Amber and Barnett you know um, you know they and they too like they can they I really love that how they own up to like we're both personalities and we're like charged yeah. and we had to work through our shit they're not perfect to, yeah. and we're not perfect and you know and even though Amber is very outspoken, but I love the fact that she owns up to it. Mm-hmm. Not only does she owns she 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 owns up to her flaws, yeah. and she's willing to admit it and work on it. And she knows she's not perfect. Mm-hmm. She's not like, oh, this is the way, this is the way I am. Right. She's like, this is this is the she she is who I am, and like 
I'm I have a husband now. I'm willing to work on it because otherwise I wouldn't be a year with this man. You know, she's I for me, I feel like she's willing to work on herself even in the face of her own flaws, her own angst and her own like outbursts. Uh, but she did have hand Jessica her ass, honey. I will say that I really did appreciate that she was able to own and also rec- and recognize uh, that she could see herself, that she could see that the way that she was headed, that she could easily become reliant on Barnett. Yeah. And that that's not something that she wanted, that she wanted for herself. No. You know, yeah. and just being honest about her her money situation and where she was coming from, you know, working and everything. Because, you know, I was like, mm. I thought it was a little bit questionable of her when she was like, oh, like, I just, you know, I have all these loans. I haven't paid them off. And I just want to be a, a stay-at-home mom. And I was just like, hmm. Mm. You know, I mean, I guess like there are some women, there there are women still in this day and age that want to be a stay-at-home mom and kudos to them because momhood, mom life is a serious job. That is a job with long hours, no pay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm in an entrepreneur group with um, B-School and like like probably 80% women and a lot of them probably like 40%, 30% 40%, 30% like have kids and they're like talking about how they're managing their kids, how they manage their husband, how they manage a full-time career. Uh, and, I, and I remember p- posting like, I'm like, I admire all you women who have yeah. kids, a husband and a full-time job. I'm like, cause that shows me I have no excuse mm-hmm. to like get my shit together and get it out there but you're right you know what i mean like i i love the fact that she owns up to it she knows who she is and she's not like and it's not like a definite thing it's like i this is this is who i know who i am to be and i'm working on it Mm -hmm. and that's so i think that's beautiful of her. A lot of owning up to uh, in, like, in this reunion. I thought it was right. Really like they, they own up to a lot, and Amber yeah. really showcased that owner ownership, and that's so huge in a relationship. Like you can own up to your flaws, your mistakes, your arguments, your whatever. You know, it just, it just, it just, it really takes the pressure off our relationship, mm-hmm. and it really connects. It, it really sort of. I don't want to say cement, but kind of bonds a person together mm-hmm. when I can like in an in a heat of a moment own up to my crap. Even with my being uncomfortable, because I think most couples don't want to be don't like the, the feeling of being uncomfortable, which nobody does like to be uncomfortable in a heated situation. And you own up to it. Like, yes, I made you wrong. I did this. I did that. And still be okay with yourself is a really, like, attractive thing, I think. Very much so. Okay. So. So. Are you there yet? So. The fan Uh, favorite. The fan favorite. The ones who captured my heart. My heart, too? From day one. Day one? Right away. Right away? I was like... Oh, my God. After the first episode, I was like, am I really tripping right now? Like, excited over this couple? Mm -hmm. Like, on this reality show. I I can't even believe I'm watching this. Girl. And, And then I'm like super excited for the two of them and I'm like and and you don't even have all of the info no. like there's like hours and hours worth of like content and stuff that's not getting revealed <sighs> like when like when they were talking about oh like who are you most surprised to see and then um what's his face Damien and and, and Lauren were talking about okay when they were talking about, <laughs> about how they were doing Star Wars voices uh, I know. that's so cute you know I, I, at that point that's when I really realized I mean I already knew but 
there's a lot of stuff that's not covered, but oh my God. I could, you could just tell the way Lauren and Cameron were talking to each other, that they <sighs> had a greater set of foundation. Like, like you knew that they were asking each other some more they serious were. questions. They both knew what they want, do what they oh. needed, and they asked, they, they ask tough questions because I think they recognize that they were an interracial couple from the very beginning and they, they didn't let that stop them in the beginning until they met each other until they got to the hotel in Cancun and they start to ask the tough questions and not make each other wrong or um, just allow each other to like just open up about their concerns to be in the space of the concerns and then make each other feel safe in the concerns even when he, like everybody apparently you know according to the you know the reunion everybody's talking about daddy speed because daddy would just mm-hmm. like you know everybody wants a daddy like that like really you know vetting and that's and I think a lot of like you know there's a book called um uh, what was it called? Uh, Wired to Wired for Dating. It's two books called Wired for Dating and Wired for Love. And in Wired for Dating, one of the steps of dating, he's like, you know, vetting. Like a lot of people don't vet their dates, they just jump into a relationship. Like vetting is so yeah. important yeah. to really um, uh, to submit your relationship because, you know, you your friends and family are are a part of the relationship and you're you're dropping this person into this circle. And it is important if these people are important in your life to that they just sort of like they fit in the circle. And a lot of people will give up their family and circles and friends for for love. And like now they feel lonely, but um, and not always the case. Uh, but vetting is so important to be in your relationship. And daddy was just, and, and, and I love daddy speed because not only he vet him, but he was open mm-hmm. and didn't judge him. And he just like, let you see this. He said, I don't know you, but I'm willing. And, and men having the, and I love that he said, I had the, I'm willing to see where this is going to go. And that to me, like hearing a man say, I am willing, having the willingness to explore this relationship because I love my daughter so much mm-hmm. that I'm willing to accept you because she loves you. And just basing and, it on how he treated her. Right. Um, and I think um, to, to speak to your, uh, uh, your mention about vetting is that it's so important to personally vet. Even before the parent gets a vet. For, for the for these participants to really vet. I mean, I, I, I get it that sometimes you're just shooting the shit or whatever, and it seemed like mm-hmm. a lot of people were doing that with Barnett, like shooting the shit, you know? But I'm like, yo, if you're like, if this is going to end in something real and big as yeah. a proposal, as a, as a wedding and a marriage, um, I need to know who the fuck I'm talking to. like like, and just the fact that they were talking about like she was saying you know we're talking about our fears our phobias like you know like different ways of being you know I like that um, she had asked him how does he feel about her holding on to her apartment you know during the show Um, I don't know what happened with that but you know yeah and I think you know especially I love that that came up though and and especially as as a I think my my personal opinion as a, a interracial couple, these are important conversations to have. And you know, when I go on dates and I ask them, have and I ask guys have they ever, you know, dated a black man before? They get like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am serious. Like, I need to know what I'm walking into. I need to know, am I the first person that you have dated of color? Then I know what I have to walk into if I if I get to the point to meet your family, and I need to know if this is a fetish for you." Like you're only secluding me because I am black, or you're not just choosing me just because of just because of me. So mm-hmm. for me, as a person who dates outside of their race, like knowing that these asking these questions about 
race? Is it important to you? Does it bother you? How can you handle that? It's a really important conversation because for me, I want to know, does this man have my back? Like in a situation, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Because racism is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I want to be with someone who is going to stand up, who's going to have my back, not me fighting for it all the time. I want to know. And some guys get a little turned off. I say, okay, great. But then you're not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know if we're, if you're going to stand up for me in some situation, or am I in this all alone by myself? I don't want to be alone, but I don't want to be alone by myself defending us. Are we going to be in this together? And how can you handle that? Mm. Ask real questions yeah i think that is like an overall lesson yeah to just ask real questions go go to those places yeah that's that's that scare that scare you yeah um because they're gonna come up anyway might as well be prepared for them as best as possible and kind of and have some type of framework yeah you know, and maybe like, okay, how are we going to maneuver this? We don't know yet. Okay, but we know that this is a, a soft spot. You know, this is a tender spot, you know. Yeah. So just to have an awareness of what's going on. It's like what Mark was saying to Jessica. Like, he, I would have just felt, he would have just felt better just knowing that she still had feelings for Barnett. You know, so, um, I mean, I think it's just like, just key to just like share with the partner yeah talk to them about what's going on yeah questions and get honest with yourself just sit down by yourself and really yeah Yeah, and i think like you know as we conclude this whole this segment about you know um love is blind like you know with these last minute like insights and lessons that hopefully people apply you know really get to know yourself really be honest with yourself and really be honest with about to me the healing that you need to do and because you know when you bring your baggage to these situations it's just not it's it can it's be a detriment tri- it's, it's what? tricky it is it is tricky you know, <laughs> I've been there when somebody's punishing me for something that somebody else has done it's like boo like we can't go anywhere you got some you got some work to do you know, I think so. what's harder for me is harder for me than being punished for what somebody else did is when I recognize that I'm punishing somebody else. That is when you start doing like that's when you start clearing away the scabs and stuff. Ooh, you know? girl. Like, okay, sure. Because it's so easy to get into like a whole victimizing, you know, mm-hmm. game. But what are you contributing to the to the scenario? Yeah. Because so many of us try to act like it's not me. I didn't do it. I was an innocent. You know, like, innocent. I was an innocent uh, girl. You were like, uh, doing yeah. Put away your damsel fan, okay? Because (laughs) you were doing some things. Mm. They may not have been as destructive as as the other person. But I think I think it takes a big person for all of us to admit the roles that we play. And I think that when we can admit to ourselves the roles that we play in in how uh, scenarios turn out. And yeah. that is when, you know, some healing can begin. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to me and Tiffany on Crazy Juicy Love, which, uh, yes, with Love is Blind Reunion, your love tips and your recap. And um, I thank you, Tiffany, for being on the show. So where, where, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram golden girl no mm-hmm. hi in the girl mm-hmm. 229 as well as uh golden act 229 but yeah. golden girl 229 <laughs> <I trust>. is, <laughs> golden girl 229 <laughs> is my 
most uh, favorable uh, place to hit me yes. up. Yes. And you can find me at Jimmy Allen, um, Instagram and JimmyAllen.com. And be prepared for some like big changes. I'm in B school right now with Maria Folio. And child, it's cracking in B school. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hit us up if you uh, like this podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and hit us up on those things and follow us. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Okay. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.